I believe that the bulk majority of us, we all got good hearts. We all have mm-hmm. the best intentions, but we're too tired. We're too busy. We're too broke yep. to actually follow through with the really good impact that we want to make. If we can get as many people as possible earning more than they need, then that gives you your time back, your energy back. It gives you that tool called money that you're able to go create real change with. Welcome to the Action Academy Podcast. Stand back while I celebrate freedom. The show where we help you achieve financial independence with the mindsets, methods, and actionable steps from guests who've already earned their freedom. The flags of freedom fly. Choose to do what you want, with who you want, with who you want, when you want, with another episode today. Now, here's your host, Brian Lubin. What is up, Action Academy fam? This is your host, as always, Brian Lubin. Today's topic is a dynamo guest. This dude is the type of guy that makes a couple million bucks a month. So you're going to want to sit tight, buckle the seatbelt, get that extra double espresso coffee and get ready for this one because I've got none other than Chris Harder coming to you live today. Chris actually started in the financial and banking industry and was soaring to success as one of the youngest executives in the banking industry pre-2008. And then we all know what happened at that point. So he had to restart all over again. Him and his wife had to go from millions of dollars to negative and build it all back and figure out how to build something even bigger than they had before. And they did exactly that. So now him and his wife, Lori, are serial entrepreneurs. And I'm working to get Lori on the show too and run multiple businesses. They are directly on the board of about 20 different businesses that they have their hands in. And Chris and Lori both have successful podcasts with a couple million downloads per month each. And Chris is the go-to guy for all things personal branding, online course creation, and digital branding at all. This is his thing. And now we talk on this. We talk about wealth creation, wealth generation, how to do it online, where we have the internet right now, and also where the internet is going. We talk all Web3, NFT, all that good stuff. And it is mind-blowing to me that he says that we are on the precipice of one of the largest wealth transfers in human history. And I don't know about y'all, but the way he said it makes me believe him. So this dude went from interviewing Tony Robbins himself on his podcast the other month to now he is hopping here with us on the Action Academy podcast. So as always, please go leave us a five-star rating and a review. And without any further ado... Chris Harder. Chris Harder. What's going on? Going on, Brian. How are you? Complete this sentence for me, buddy. Complete this sentence for me. Good people make good money. Do great freaking things. Dude, listen, that's truly what I believe at my core. I believe that every single person, aside from a few, the bulk majority of us, we all got good hearts. We all have Mm -hmm. the best intentions but we're too tired. We're too busy. We're too broke. We're too, you fill in the blank to actually follow through with the really good impact that we want to make. And if we can get as many people as possible earning more than they need, then that fixes all of that. It gives you your time back, your energy back. 
It gives you that tool called money that you're able to go create real change with. And that's why I believe it's actually a very simple thought. When good people make good money, then they can do great things. When did you cultivate that? Was that something that you held onto throughout your journey? Or is this kind of an epiphany? Was there like a glass shattering moment that brought you to this realization? How was your relationship with money? Great question. There's really two questions in there. The Coming out the gate, like buddy. This idea of let's help good people make good money so they can be free to do good things. I remember I was sitting in a, a mastermind and I was with my wife in this mastermind and we we're sitting side by side at a table. And all of a sudden I just started getting this download from my brand. I'm not kidding. The show used to be called for the love of money. Now it's the Chris Harder show. But mm. I got this download that said, dude, you got to do a podcast. And I'm going like this. So people can't see like, like it's all coming through my head, like a beam of through, through you. I know it sounds crazy. And like, dude, you got to do this podcast. It's about money. It's helping people earn more and make more and be smarter with. It's going to be called For the Love of Money. I didn't even know if that name would be available. Like it all came shooting through my head at once. And so I started scribbling it down on paper and slid it over to my wife, Lori. And someone's up in front teaching. And so she's looking at me, what the hell are you talking about right now? <laughs> and I said, I'll explain like under my breath, I'll explain later. And we got up to the hotel room and I just started unleashing like all the ideas, all the thoughts. We jammed that whole night on what it could look like. And that's when that saying came out was from that jam session. And it wasn't intentional. We weren't like, okay, what's the show's tagline? It was more of a listen, this all is summed up by if you can help good people make good money, then they can do great things too. And we're like, that's it. That's the saying. And that's the tagline. Ever since. So it's been years. I love that. And that speaks so much to like money. And I know you send your money mantra out through text and I get that too. I'm a recipient of that. And that's awesome for people listening. Chris sends out a little money mantra, or a little success mantra every single day. Like every I do through my that text. I wake up. Yep. Every morning I wake up, you know where that started? My wife, once again, I have to credit her for so many good ideas. I've always <laughs> woken Lori up to a mantra, but it's been the same one every day for years, probably damn near a decade. I roll over and I say, I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, and more fit than I was yesterday. And I make her say it back to me, right? So she'll, she's half asleep. She'll say, okay, I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, and more fit than I was yesterday. I love it. But it's powerful because I'm a pretty happy person by default. I can still use an extra boost. She is not a naturally happy person in the morning by default. So it really helps her remind her very first thoughts of the day, how she wants to view the world. And that's powerful. So she said to me one day, she's like, man, this has made such a difference when you wake me up to that every single morning. Why don't you do that for other people? And that's where that idea came from. So I've committed that every single morning I wake up, I'm sending a positive money mantra or a positive business perspective. And all people have to do if they want it is I'll text it right to you. And I text thousands. Literally, I use like a group texting. Don't worry, you're not on a group thread. It's software I use, but I text thousands and thousands of people a money mantra every single morning. So if you want to get that text, just text daily to me at 310-421-0416. Again, just text me the word daily to 310-421-0416. Totally free, no strings attached. But I love that it makes a difference for you, dude. This man is a podcaster. You could tell because of how his delivery is perfect with it. And I literally ripped it off. Everything everything that's been working for this show, I literally just listened to Chris. And then I just implement that in our show. So we do the same thing. It takes action to our number. And then it's the same thing. And we will have that in the show notes, people. But for people listening, I know you hear some of this woo-woo stuff. And you're like, ah, that's bullshit. I'm here to tell you, I have all know that I'm in abundance. We're around eight-figure, nine-figure entrepreneurs. 
This is Chris's bread and butter. And we are going to get into his wealth building journey and get into who the hell Chris Harder is. But I will tell you, every single one of them has told me two things that ring true. And that is the power of coaches, mentors, and mastermind, and the power of spirituality with your goal setting, the visualization, the affirmations, the journaling. So I finally just shut up and listened. So I'm doing it right now. And it's fantastic. And I can't wait to yeah. see where this takes me. Man, listen, I'm glad you actually addressed that because I always explain whether you are on team woo or whether you're on team logical, sure. I've got an explanation as to why this works for both. And it really is almost the same explanation. So if we started with team woo, woo, it's very simple. That means you believe in energy. That means you believe in frequency. And all you're doing is you are putting out the frequency that you want to receive back, right? That's easy to understand. But a lot of people are like, ah, that's bullshit. Like you said, that's too out there. For give me, me, give me the tactics. Well, here's, team Chris. Logical. Yeah. here's team logical. If you wake up every day and your first thoughts are positive, and then you go have your coffee, do whatever you do, and purposely choose more positive propaganda, whether it's a podcast or a book or something that's going to reinforce how you want to believe, guess what? It's impossible to not have a little more happiness, a little more swagger, a little more confidence, a little bit more pep in your step. And when you walk out the door, whether you're going to the office, meet with a client, doesn't matter. When you have that extra swagger because you started your day right, then people want to do business with you or people are attracted to you. People yes. want to buy from people that seem happy and certain. They don't want to buy from, they don't want to partner with, they don't want to do business with anybody who is not happy or positive or certain or has a little bit of swagger. They just mm. don't. And so logically, if you do these things, and that gives you that extra pep in your step, that extra swagger, then of course you're going to attract more business, which ends up once again with more wealth. Exactly. And as this goes on, man, I just see it ring, ringing more and more true. And I will quantify the power of woo-woo and the power of energy in this statement. Have you ever thought about somebody and you say, oh, damn, I haven't talked to Rick in five years. I should reach out to Rick. Who calls you that day? Who All messages time, you on dude. Facebook? Rick. Who do you see at the grocery store? Freaking Rick. All Always. the time. That's how it works. All the time at a creepy level, to be honest. At a super stalkerish level. Yep. Always. So same thing happens with abundance. Same thing happens with money. Same thing happens with success. So Chris Harder, who the hell are you? Let's tell the, no. let's tell the people what is going on. I know your story to a degree. I follow you closely, but let's talk about where you're at right now. And then we can reverse engineer it. Yeah, for sure. I'm just a Midwest kid. Midwest born and raised like Green Bay, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that area, who was always a big dreamer, way beyond my age, who was always generous. And I got to credit my parents with that. They would teach us, here's why you put more in the offering plate at church. Here's why you tip the waiter or waitress extra big. Like they took the time to really cultivate that. And it's funny because growing up in the Midwest and for context, now we live Arizona as our home base. We have a home in California, in Newport, and also a lake home up in Wisconsin. So we're very West Coast now for congrats say, again. Uh, 10 out of 12 months. What's that? Say congrats again on the lake. Thank you. Thank you. So we're very West Coast now. But this Midwest kid in me knew that I wanted to, to do something really big and knew that I wanted to be in the mix of all the doers and all the hustlers and everything that's going on. And the Midwest offers a lot of great things. Listen, good family values, good work ethic, great place to raise a family, good grit. But it doesn't offer as much vibe and opportunity as what the coasts do. Yep. 
And I knew I had, ever since I visited my Uncle Pete out in California when I was like 11, I knew I had to get out to the West Coast and see what I could build. And so finally, about 10, 11 years ago, right after Lori and I lost everything in the recession, what motivated us to rebuild, and we'll definitely go back and touch on that, what (laughs) motivated us to rebuild after 2009, 2010, was this deep drive to go out and finally build this life out in California and all the other places that we wanted to be. And so I took those Midwest values and I parlayed them with where all the opportunity was. And that turned out to be a great combo. I love it. And so now we are transitioning. So let's, we'll go back into the banking career in kind of pre 2008, pre 2009, but let's sit right now about where you've been the last couple of years. I know that you're working on the new platform and the new company, but walk us backwards through your masterminding and what all you've got going on there, because that's where I was introduced to you in the power of the elite level mastermind and in online, digital brand, personal brand, courses, all this kind of stuff. So walk us backwards through that. And then we'll talk digital Chris Harder. And then we'll talk banking Chris Harder pre-2008. You know what? What a great setup. So what we'll do is we'll just walk this timeline backwards. We'll start. Let's with do it. So today we're very active investors. When I say active, I mean, we don't just give our money to a startup and hope that it works out. We sit on the board. We actively participate where we can, help with their marketing, et cetera. So we're very active investors in lots of startups. We've got 16 of them that we've invested in that we're very active in right now. Lori, my wife, has a beverage company. I'm building a peer-to-peer lending platform that's going to change the way that we lend and borrow forever. And I firmly believe that. And I'm also putting together a fund where we're building a 4,000-person gaming team in the Philippines for gaming in the metaverse. It's crazy what we have going on right now. And oh, man. that's that's today. But not long ago, we were running all sorts of entrepreneurial educational programs from multiple masterminds to multiple courses and standalone events, you name it. And I loved doing that the past four or five years. And I felt like I was making a really big impact. But then I just got this itch to, to get back to building something different again. We mm-hmm. shut down. We shut down every single one of those offerings. We're talking away, walking away from millions in re- revenue. And I'm happy to talk about that if you want. But we're Absolutely. walking away from millions in revenue by shutting these things down intentionally. Other than I still have the elite mastermind. That's it. So that we can go build these legacy projects. And I think it's very important, anyone listening, if you've got a calling to do something different, you don't have to stay where you're at just because it's successful. That's the trap. Mm. People will say, oh man, I should just be grateful. Oh gosh, I don't want to start over again. I just got this built up where I wanted it. Oh man, people are going to think I'm crazy if I shut this down or walk away from this. It's not about other people. It's about what's what your calling is. And when people follow their calling, then before you know it, we have enough solutions for every single thing that ails us right now. And that's what Lori and I have been doing lately. It's been really fun to, to go on that journey. Yeah, we all have different seasons, right? We all have different things that fire us up. What's your passion? And it's okay for that to change with the tide and with the seasons and with age. Because you, like you said, how many of us could really truly walk away from seven figures of a multiple seven figures of a pure thing that's proven, that's working, that used to fire us up, 
But now we're like, okay, let's, because I know Lori quit everything that she was doing and started an alcohol company. This is the second time we've done this. So Lori walked away from a couple million bucks a year when she had her self-development brand and her fitness brand before that. And uh, shut it all down to build her alcohol company. And then I had my, my entrepreneurial education company and I shut down every single thing except for maybe one fifth of that and said, hey, I'm going to go build these other two things. But you got to put yourself in position to do that. And so I hope people take something away from this story. It's a two-part play. Number one, unapologetic, unapologetically pursue your calling. But number two, while you're setting yourself to, up to do that, you got to build passive income. You got to build assets. You got to put yourself in a position so that you can still take care of the people that you need to take care of. Because the truth is we take care of my mom. We take care of Lori's parents. We really are the epicenter of making sure that the whole extended family is financially sound. And that's a big responsibility. So we can't just run off and do things on a whim. I guess we could, but it wouldn't necessarily be the right thing to do. And so it's a, really a two-part play. If you're hearing this and you're like, hey, I, that's what I want to do. I want to go pursue my calling. Make sure that you got your responsibilities taken care of long-term at the same time as aggressively starting to go and pursue what your true calling is. What percentage would you weight this in comfortable and... Let me rephrase. What percentage would you weigh this in income producing asset focus versus having an experimental new business focus to where you're like, Hey, I have this percent of my time built spending, spent building all of these large, whether it be real estate investments, stocks, private positions and business, spending all your time building that and building the foundation And then you have maybe 20% to where you're like, okay, cool. I've got this rock solid foundation. I'm going to go take this gamble on this 20% to build a freaking skyscraper on top of it. Can you talk a little bit more about that? I mean, it's a great question, Brian. I think that percentage flip-flops. At first, I think you're putting... Once you start to get this urge that you want to go and build something bigger. Yeah. Once you get that itch, once you realize it's real, I think you go from being 100% earning income through your current business to an 80-20 split. 80% you're focusing on your current income streams to make sure they're solidified. 20% you're starting to explore and plant some of the seeds to get this legacy project going. And then I think Mm. it quickly shifts to 50-50, maintaining the income streams that you have, 50% really starting to take this new direction seriously. And then it quickly shifts, and this is the goal that you're trying to get to, it quickly shifts to 20%, right? Remember we started 80, 20, it just, in, it does the flip-flop. It quickly shifts to 20%, keeping the snowball going down the hill a little bit for your income streams and 80% of your time, energy, resources, everything going into building this legacy project. And one of the things that really helps with this, and this is a great tip for everybody. Yeah, you can go out and you can do it yourself. But if you can find a partner that is a perfect running mate to help you go and build this legacy dream, this legacy company, this legacy project of yours, then that is what allows you to still do this 20% over here, 80% Mm. toward your bigger dream and have both be successful. And I found that partner in a guy named Matt. Matt just got done selling his tech company in the healthcare space for multiple nine figures, hundreds of millions of dollars. And when they bought his company, They said, man, great company is a competitor. Great company. Can't wait to have your customers, your assets, everything, except we don't need your team. And Matt's a caring, caring guy. And so he came back and he told his team, hey guys, guess what? 
We're getting acquired. This is what we all work towards, except they don't want you, the core team. And because you got me across the finish line, I'm going to pay your salaries as they stand today for the next two years. And if we find a project to work on, great. We know we love working together. And if we don't find a project that we want to work on, at least you got two years worth of runway to go figure out whatever you want to do next. And that's what a great indication of good people making good money, doing great things. Character. You didn't just say, sorry, guys, things over. And so sure enough, sitting around with this core team that already took a great tech company across the finish line. I recognize that. I went to Matt and I said, Matt, you got the team. You have a lot of the skill sets that I do not enjoy doing. I have a lot of the skill sets that you do not enjoy doing. For example, I love being out front and making something famous. He hates being out front. He loves being behind the curtain, taking care of all the intricacies and building team and building process. Visionary and integrator. Um, Absolutely. Visionary integrator. And sure enough, this is the perfect project. And that's what's allowed me to so quickly be able to go off and pursue this big audacious dream of changing lending and borrowing for forever. And so I share that story so that people aren't thinking, God, I don't know how he's doing it. How can you balance it? How can you do this? Sometimes you got to give up half your company. Sometimes you got to give up half your dream to somebody who's going to bring it to life. Otherwise, it may never, ever come to fruition. And that's what I did. I said, Matt, I'll give you half if you bring this thing to life. Yeah. Half a fortune is better than zero. Dude, I'll take a half a billion dollars half of a billion dollars all day long instead of 100% of nothing. And let's rewind that a bit because that was powerful what you said there about your relationship with Matt. How many years, how much effort did you put into this relationship with no desire, no want, no ask of Matt for all this background work to where when it was time, you know? Great question. Then it was there, but talk about this. It's powerful. Great question, yeah. So we met in the south of France in a mastermind of all things. And that was probably three years ago, just over three years ago. And instantly loved him, had great chemistry. We loved talking business because he saw business from an opposite side of the coin that I did. So Mm -hmm. it's really fun to, to hear his views versus my views and how he builds something versus how I build something. And having... No intentions other than building a friendship and a relationship for the first few years is what put us in position to be able to explore a partnership like this. Mm. I think it's very important that when you're going out and you're seeking a partnership, that you've put it to the test a few times first. If you haven't known before you marry. for a long time, yeah, you don't have to build a company together right away. You can do a project, do a small project, do a small product and see how you guys work together. That's one of the best tests you can do before rushing into a partnership. I love that. I want to take a small pivot here, Chris, because this is something that you do really well and I've been meaning to ask you to talk about this because this is a identity shift that I've been recently incurring myself. Before, I'm a real estate guy. Now, my number was $25,000 a month. feel safe enough to do that. And to acquire $25,000 a month in passive income is a lot of freaking real estate. And that's a lot. And I'm not saying it's possible. I've got guys on this show that have done it at 25, 30 years old. People, it's possible, very possible. But I have seen, and I'm a product of the internet and building something online and putting something online, this podcast, to be able to accelerate this journey so fast. Can you talk about the power of 
online businesses and building courses, content, personal brand, Chris, talk to me, talk to the people about yeah, personal Brian. brand. Dude, I'm so glad you asked about this. So I don't care what business you're in. I don't care if you're in healthcare. I don't care if you're in real estate. I don't care if you're in sales. I don't. If you build a personal brand, it's easier, period. Everything. We live in a, a day and age where everyone's going to Google you. Everybody's going to look at your Instagram. Everyone's going to look at your TikTok. Everyone's going to look at your LinkedIn. And they're going to make a snap decision on, is this somebody who's doing big things? And do I want to do business or do I want to partner with this individual? And when you can intentionally build a personal brand and when it's easy for people to look and number one, find you number two, hear what your message is, what your core values are, see a lot of evidence for a big body of evidence that you walk the walk and that you are who you say you are, then it is exponentially easier to say yes as a customer, to say yes as a business partner, to say yes to a collaboration when they are checking you out, right? It's easier for them to say yes to you. And what Lori and I have built in terms of personal brands is the very reason that she was able to pivot from fitness to all of a sudden self-development. And not everybody came along, right? Maybe half the audience from fitness came along to self-development, but it's better than starting from zero. And then once again, she crushed the self-development world, built a great big audience there and decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm tired of that. I want to build a beverage company. And half that audience came along and they're cheering her on for the beverage company. As a matter of fact, she raised $2 million from 54 female-only investors. She wouldn't take a single male dollar. $2 million bucks from 54 female investors because she had built a personal brand. These were all people that had followed her journey and said, yeah, I want to be a part of this. That's yes. the power of a personal brand. When I go to launch this app that we're building, I'm not starting from scratch. I'm mm-hmm. starting from a massive mailing list, a massive podcast, a massive audience. And here's the best part, network full of massive audiences, right? Who's my circle of influence? That network of massive audiences. That's what I'm launching with. And it's easier because I have a personal brand than if you had the same idea and started from scratch. Because your only other solution is if you're starting from scratch is to buy eyes and ears, right? Extra marketing, extra advertising, you name it. So I'm a huge fan. No, let me take that back. Not just a fan. I'm an advocate. I I will tell every person listening that you must see yourself as a personal brand and you must start building it yesterday if you want to succeed in life, period. And that's going to accelerate with the times, with the way that everything is going. Absolutely. Yep. And it's I becoming the more, question, more of a requirement. Yep. I asked the question, do you think we will be more online or less online in 10 years? Dude, we're going to be walking crazy avatars in the metaverse and you're going yep. to be judged by your NFT collection and you know everything that you have in your digital wallets. Like the blue check mark on Instagram, that's child's play. The new blue check mark is going to be opening up your wallet because it's all in the blockchain. And being like, oh, dude is a baller. I'm going to work with him. She mm. is who she says she is. I'm going to work with her. It's so crazy. And I can 
this is really cool little one-two punch here because Chris is what I want to be. So I'm 27. So it's you've got time horizon on me. So you're where I want to be. Like you are basically who I want to be. Obviously, live in your own authentic self. Don't try to be somebody else. But you know your trajectory. We can without the 2008 part. We could take that part away. I don't need all that. But <laughs> that's, that was this a great is where, part. I, this is I where I'm really trying to clarify go. as you say this. And I'm glad you said you do. You do your own journey. Sure. Because we're all meant to do something in our own way. But I understand what you're saying. It's just, it's inspiration. It's a path for you to follow. And with or without the 2008, 2009 crash, with or without losing everything and having to start over again, it's important for me to remind you that when I was 30, you're 27, when yeah. I was 29 and 30, that's when we were losing everything and starting from below zero. You've amassed a $25,000 a month or more passive income. So you can go travel the freaking world with your girlfriend, quit your corporate job at 27. So you are light years ahead of where I was in financial situation. You are light years ahead of where I was in entrepreneurial acumen. You are light years ahead of where I was in vision. I didn't have mentors yet other than mentors in corporate America. I didn't read books yet. I didn't listen to podcasts yet. Dude, I didn't even do self-development yet when I was 27. So your trajectory, the rocket ship that you're on is going to absolutely dwarf anything that I've done by the time that you get to my crusty old age. Okay. First off, you're not crusty. You're not crusty, buddy. (laughs) You're not crusty at all. But man, that means so much to me. And it's weird. And the point that I was making is that you all that are listening can see Chris where he's at and think, oh, that's such a far off in the horizon, insurmountable peak for me to climb to. Like you're seeing the peak of Mount Everest over here. And I will absolutely gas Chris up in that regard. But look at me. Use me as your example. Started this podcast in October. I started this Instagram account in October. All this started from scratch. And now... I'm sorry, but even the point, even the fact that I'm here with you, Chris, is a testament to this because for me, I don't see things in dollars and cents. I see things in relationships. And whenever I thought about podcasting, I didn't think of Joe Rogan as hundreds of millions of dollars. I thought, what a network that guy has. Like, what a close circle of friends that this guy has that have the answers to everything that you could possibly want. And that's what benefits me. And now everyone else also as an ancillary benefit, gets to listen to everything that you have to say directly through me. So it's such a three-way value exchange that's just insurmountable. And I thank you for that. Thank you. And really. Well, number one, thank you for saying that. Two, that's the value of life right there. If people only listen to what you said right there and cut everything else out, that's the ticket. That's the secret. Show up as big as you can yourself to attract a quality network. And then you will grow as far as that quality network can take you. And you'll have shit for a network if you're not showing up big yourself first. Because nobody, once again, wants to collaborate with somebody who who doesn't have big dreams and, and doesn't follow through. But if you show up big and if you take action and if you are who you say you are, then your network's going to be dope. And when your network's dope, then your results are insane. And I want to hit, I want to hit on this with you. Let's go down this rabbit hole because I feel like you're a king at this, a mastermind at this. Because y'all don't y'all don't know, obviously go check out Chris's show, but who did you have on a couple months ago? Tony freaking Robbins. Tony Robbins, right. yep. So this guy's he dabbles. He dabbles in networking. He's it's okay. Can I explain so people can really understand how yeah. the network made that happen? Do it. So preach. There's another guy, you probably know who Dean Graciosi is. Yeah, of course I saw him at UPW. He was on stage. 
Yep. So Dean Graciosi was my neighbor for our Arizona home. And he and I became friends. Yep. He and I became friends. He is Tony Robbins' business partner and best friend. So he hooked it up to get Tony on the show. Tony would not have been on the show very likely without Dean hooking that up. That is the power of your network in action right there. Yes. Okay. I'll just give a Tony. We'll get, <laughs> peak, state. We'll get peak state over here. But so I'll give a quick perspective that I have for someone that's maybe starting at a beginning level because I've got a, I'm getting really tractioned at networking as well. And the thing that I've seen that works for somebody that maybe doesn't have massive gobs of success and millions of dollars and this giant resume behind them, the thing that I've seen that really works, and I even made sure a point to tell Chris at the beginning of the show before y'all heard, I said, hey, here is something that you said. And here is how I took action on this thing that you said. Here's the result of the thing that you told me to do. And I did it. And here's the result. And that if you do not have money, if you do not have experience, give that. Because that's sometimes all we got. And for me, that's the most powerful tool I've had. And Chris, I really want to hear your perspective on this, especially from just being, me and you were just meeting, especially being on the receiving end of it. Curious to hear your your opinion on this. Here's the network hack. Exactly what you're saying. If you don't, if you're not in the circles yet, it's your job to be noticed by the circles that you want to be in. And it's easier than you think. If you are constantly saying, asking yourself, how can I add value to these individuals mm-hmm. I want to meet and play the long game, not some kind of desperate short term, like, hey, I'd fly in and take you to dinner and blah, blah, blah. That's <laughs> too short term, right? Really play the long game. Keep your eyes peeled for the right value at the right time when you can fulfill a need that you see they have. When you play that long game and when you're watching over a large number of people, that you're able to say, okay, here's the 20 people I want to meet. I just got to figure out how I can add value. Before you know it, those opportunities are going to present themselves. And when those opportunities present themselves, you strike. And when you strike, you now have started to build the law of reciprocity in your favor. And one of Mm. the easiest ways to start planting those seeds in the short term is if, if they have a podcast, for example, like yours, Brian, share the episodes. It's so easy to hit share on Instagram and share someone's episode. And when you do it on a regular basis, guess what? I notice who shares them on a regular basis, even though they're strangers. And then they go from being strangers to people that I'll happily answer their DMs because I see and recognize their names and faces. Then they go from people that I I correspond with into DMs to I literally start to feel like they're friends, even though I've never met them. And we're added to some random ass event and they're going to be there and I'll meet them. And it feels like meeting a friend because it feels Mm -hmm. like meeting a friend. I'll say, you know what? Come to dinner with us. And they'll come to dinner with us because I know they're not a weird psycho because I've, they've watched them <laughs> for the past six to 12 months. He's sharing our stuff and being a very normal human being and being on the radar. That's how it works. It's very easy to get noticed if you're willing to play the long, consistent game. I love that, man. I love that because people talk about time being the ultimate currency. And I agree to an extent, but I always challenge people that the reason that time is ultimate currency is because. You spend that time doing what you want, when you want, with who you want. Yeah. So for me, relationships are the ultimate currency. Yeah. Because it's changing, relationship it's changing me to we and how do I provide value 
as much instead of saying, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get from this person? What can I give? What can I give? What can I give? And nobody loses in that conversation. Right? Nope, not at all. What you're talking about is relationship capital. I've talked for years that relationship capital is more valuable than good old fashioned capital capital, right? It's always traditional capital is money. Relationship capital is more valuable. Here's why. When you have no money, your relationships, your relationship capital, those are your investors to get your idea off the ground. When you are down and out and everything's crumbling around you, it's not your money that lifts you up. It's your relationships that'll kick you back in the game, help to rebuild your strategy, build your comeback with you. It's your relationship capital that'll make introductions for you, that'll open doors for you. Long before you have any capital capital, your relationship capital when you're broke and your relationship capital when you're rich is the most the most important capital that you will ever have. Oh, man. And it's got such a trickle down effect. It's got such a radius, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's funny because you're partly to blame. I'll say blame for the genesis of this podcast, because who do, so here's how we're connected. And you and I spoke on this briefly, but Chris goes with Mike Ayala. Chris says, Mike, personal brand, you need to do this. You need to start a podcast. Mike starts investing for freedom. Mike is in GoBundance. I join GoBundance with Mike and I listen to his podcast and I share his episodes. And Mike and me start becoming friends. We recognize each other's names and everything. I invite him to golf with me. He golfs with me. He says, Brian, you should start a podcast. I said, that's a great idea. I'm going to go do it. Hey, Mike, look, I started the podcast. And then Mike has you on his show. And he says, Chris is the one that's convinced me to start a podcast. So really, Chris Harder is the grandfather of the Action Academy podcast. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if that lineage holds up, but I freaking love well, that, that I get a little bit of credit there. Maybe not in a court of law. It, it works. Yeah, man. yeah. It really, no, you know what? The, that path that you, that lineage that you just painted is actually spot on. That is exactly so how it works. Great ideas shared with other individuals will continue that trickle-down effect as you talked about, right? Mm. And Mike, had he not started a podcast, he wouldn't have known how effective it would be for you. And then you may not have started one. It's exactly how it's supposed to work. By the way, shout out to Mike Ayala. How awesome is that, dude? Mike. One of the best dudes on the planet. And there's another example of network, by the way. So this gaming yep. team that we're building for the metaverse, 4,000 people in the Philippines. I The only reason I'm involved in that is because another good friend of mine named Marshall had started building a gaming team in the Philippines. And he had a whole bunch of people that wanted to throw money saying, hey, build a bigger one. I'll pay for it. And so he came to me, he said, do you know anything about building a fund? I've got all these people that want to give me millions. And I know nothing about taking their money. I know nothing about building a fund. I just know how to build this gaming team over here. And they're printing money. He said, dude, I got you. And I called up Mike. I said, Mike, I got the best opportunity ever. No My way. dear friend, Marshall... He's got a gaming team in the Philippines. He wants to build it to thousands of people. He wants to start a fund. You're the king of funds. Can I introduce you? And what do you say we all do this together? So the three of us, long story short, are the three principles of this fund. And we each play a very important role. Marshall knows how to build the gaming team. Mike knows everything about starting the funds and, and keeping it on the up and up. I can raise money in my sleep from my network. And the three of us bring so much value that it's just another example of something working out perfectly because of your network. Funny how it just keeps happening like that, by the way. Over and over. And over. Of course, Mike is another partner. Another business opportunity land in our laps, and we don't have to do almost anything for it. 
because of our network. I'm telling you, Brian, don't stop banging this drum. Get it through everyone's head. Network will make or break you. And how much have we spent talking about Tackett? Really? Like in this show? None. None. Because, None. but what we're talking about is what will drive the freaking ball down the field. I love this, man. And I knew when you were coming on, I was like, finally, somebody, because me and you've got the same exact energy. And I was like, every single time I listened to Chris, I was like, God, I can't wait to have this guy on me. And we got the same energy. Because we're just Dude, fired listen, up, you, man. Listen, you just said it. You don't need to know the tactics. You need to know the people that know the tactics. Who, not Period. how. Yep. Spot on. Who, not how. As we finish up here, give the analogy. You just alluded to it a little bit in your idea capital analogy. But you said in the podcast episode about all of the jobs. It was one of you and Lori's walks where you were talking about when you were walking past all these beautiful homes over in Scottsdale being built. Mm-hmm. And you're like, how much money does that generate for how many families with that house being built? Because sometimes people have such a negative connotation of relationship with ambience and abundance when it's in material form. But I think that's a perfect little example to talk about at the end. And we can use this as a metaphor with everything we were talking about to wrap it all back up. Can you hit a little bit about what you said on the show? I'd be honored to. The punchline is this. When you're wildly successful, it then breeds success for everybody around you. That's the punchline. If you are unsuccessful, then you have little to no chance at breeding success for the other people around you. And if once again, back to being a good person, when a good person has a significant amount of money and they start to deploy that money, whether it's for things or projects or businesses, when they start to build stuff with it, and I'll get back to the homes example in a moment, then that creates opportunity for everybody else that wouldn't be there otherwise. It's exactly how the world works is opportunity breeds opportunity. So Lori and I were walking past all these homes, the same ones we walk by every single morning. And we're not just in Scottsdale, we're actually in an area called Paradise Valley. And Paradise Valley is like this crazy community, millionaire and billionaire, tiny little pocket within the Scottsdale area. And the homes that are being built here are 20, 30, $40 million homes that we're walking by every morning. And there are probably 30 to 40, maybe 50 trucks every single morning parked out front of these homes of people working on these homes, not for a day, not for a week, but for a couple of years. It takes a while to build a 20,000 square foot home. And it's also not just some lame ass stick construction. They're putting, these are artisans, right? Some people are the best electricians in the world, the best audio people in the world. And I see all their trucks out front. Some people are the best woodworkers in the world. And I see all their trucks out front. Some people are the best glass workers. And I see their truck. These are putting true artisans to work, allowing them to live into their craft that they love doing. And none of that opportunity would be there without each one of these people building a 20 or $30 million home. And when Lori and I were walking by one morning, we said, God, every morning we walk by, it's the same guys, it's the same trucks, it's the same people. They're happy. They know us because we walk by every single morning. And we're like, look how happy they are. And look how long they've been working on this damn home or on all these homes. And we realized, wow, you really do create a massive amount of opportunity for other people when you go first. And that's the key, when you go first. And it all trickles down. Yeah, I love it. 
I love it. Any last piece of advice for somebody that is on their wealth building journey? Any maybe one or two takeaways that you can leave them with? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the best advice I can give you right now. It's very timely. We are in the most significant wealth building opportunity the world has ever seen in the history of the world. Not in a past generation, not of your generation, not not within your grandpa's generation. No, this is the best we've ever seen. This is the equivalent right now to if you were around when the industrial revolution had hit and all the opportunity that came with that, at the same time as when we got off of the gold standard and started using fiat currency as nations, those two things alone created legacy wealth for millions of people. But those two things are now happening at the same time with Web 3.0, with blockchain technology, with cryptocurrency emerging, and all of the trickle-down technologies that'll be built and opportunities that'll be built because of this. This is the new frontier. And you don't, I'm not saying you have to be working in Web 3.0. You don't have to be working in cryptocurrency. But the opportunities that it's creating, the new wealth that it's building right now is larger, bigger, stronger, faster than anything we've ever seen by a multiple of thousands. We have never seen this much liquidity being created because liquidity is created. Wealth is created. It's not traded. It's created. I can start a company, issue some stock and have created wealth. There is so much damn wealth being created right now that if you don't wake up and intentionally go and carve out your piece of the pie, you're going to miss the single greatest chance to set up not just you, but your family's family and your family's family family for generations and generations to come forever. Don't miss this chance. It'll never be fucking easier. I love it. Any specific resources that you can point people to for education, maybe like a website or two? I want you guys to become avid Googlers. Got it. I want you to go down the rabbit hole of Google. I want you to go down the rabbit hole of books. I want you to go down the rabbit hole of podcasts. I want you to go down the rabbit hole of YouTube. NFT, Web 3.0. free information. Yeah. Any part of this that interests you. And here's the thing. When you start to sample it all, you're going to realize, oh, I like this part. Oh, I like that part. Oh, I see this opportunity that's pretty. Remember what I said. You don't have to be involved in NFTs. You don't have to be involved in Web 3.0. You don't have to be involved in cryptocurrency. It's the fact that all that is happening is creating more opportunity for everybody because all that new wealth that's being created out of thin air is going to trickle down. That means bigger, better restaurants will be utilized, nicer homes, more home building, more you know clothes, more shoes, more bags, more everything, whatever your passion is, more everything is about to be created and consumed. Don't miss this chance. Love it. All right. You heard it here first. We'll go. Chris, last question because you got to run here. What is one thing about you or your business that you are insanely proud of that most people don't know about you? Oh, I love that question, dude. That at this point in my life, and it hasn't always been this way, but at this point in my life, I can tell you everything is done and built with kindness mm-hmm. and with shared reciprocity, with shared rewards. I don't want to wake up and build something alone. I want to make sure every person that touches that, they're winning alongside of me. And I think that's the best part of build, building things right now. Love it. It's not a, it's not a one-man sport. It's a team game. Love it. Team game, baby. Chris Harder, thank you, sir. 
Thank you for coming on, man. Honored to have you on a couple ones later, but yeah, man, this has been fantastic. Let's do it again, dude. I'm cheering you on. Listen, the little bit I've gotten to know you, great big fan of what you're doing. I love the way you're living life. Thanks for having me on. It's been a real privilege. Appreciate it, buddy. This is Chris Harder and Brian Lubitz signing off with the Action Academy Podcast. You've been listening to the Action Academy Podcast, helping you to choose what you want with who you want when you want. You've been given the gift of freedom. Don't turn your back on that. We hope you've enjoyed the show. And we hope you've gotten some practical and useful information. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media. Remember, financial independence is freedom. The flags of freedom.